0: Either I give up on this love department and I just go into my career, nosedive and become a really successful woman with no love, no family, no husband, no children. Or I face my biggest fears that I'm not good enough and I try to figure out why I feel this way and I try to figure out why is it that
1: men don't stick in my life. Sammy Wonder is a relationship coach who found her gift after having a successful career in corporate and having trouble getting romantic relationships to stick. In this episode, she shares with us how she went from frustrated single career woman to happily married love guru with a seven-figure empire in just a few years. And it all started when she saw an ad for coaching. She was all in.
0: So that's when it all came together and there's been no looking back. We're a multi seven figure company today. We're serving women across 55 countries of the world, getting some terrific results for them. We have over 300 engagements, hundreds and hundreds of happy, committed relationships. So this is my life's gift and I'm living it. And I'm so blessed.
1: In this episode, I asked Sammy to walk us through the creation of her seven-figure business. So many of us start our businesses and stay small that I wanted to ask this breakthrough star to teach us a thing or two about growing faster than your wildest dreams. Now, we had to cut the interview down for the podcast, but I kept the full interview inside our uncut vault at theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut. In the full version, you'll hear more details about her personal and mindset journey to Seven Figures. And I also asked her how she managed to resist temptation to pivot her business and stick with the same message for her audience year after over a year to watch go to theglobalphenomenon.com slash uncut and if you're listening on apple Podcasts while you're making dinner make sure that your spouse takes care of the dishes when it's all done and head over to the review section and leave us a five-star review and say something nice it really helps support the show and thanks here's my interview with the love guru sammy wonder To help others. I'm your host, Ina Coveney, six figure entrepreneur and business coach. Listen for lessons and strategies that will turn you into the next global phenomenon. Today's episode begins now. Hello, everyone. Today I have the amazing Sammy Wunder here. Hi, Sammy. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having me. And I'm so excited to be here. Okay. Why don't we start by you? Telling everybody, what is it that you do right now? Who do you help and what do you help them achieve? Okay, so right now, for the last
0: six years, I've been helping high-achieving women, amazing, successful
1: women, find and keep amazing love. And I love this because I have a bunch, and you guys know who you are, a bunch of relationship coaches in the audience and they're watching and they're listening and the fact that you've built a seven figure business this is something that's going to perk all of their ears say okay how does that happen right but first i want to know what the story of your business is like how did you come to this idea from the beginning yeah i would say there were two main
0: catalysts that led me into becoming a love and relationship expert for high achieving women The first is, as always, you know, the area of the biggest struggle and pain in our lives is the area that also offers the biggest gift to us. And so for me, as a reasonably good looking, smart, intelligent woman, I was really struggling with men, really struggling in dating, man after after men the ones I liked you know they would fizzle out on me ghost on me tell me I was a really great girl but they weren't feeling it for me or they just wanted to you know get into my pants and not looking for anything long term and you know just one fling after another and so there came this point where you know all of it was accumulating and starting to feel really exhausting and draining And then came along this man who I thought completely turned around the trajectory of my life, because I thought I found the one. And you know, the connection was deep, electric, great attraction, great conversation. And we dated for about two months, and it was all going really well. Till again, radio silence for 10 days. And Like, I remember that 10 day period where I was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, the same pattern is repeating, like the same thing is happening again. And am I dreaming this up? Is it my nightmare? Like, I can't believe this is happening again. And then when I didn't hear from him, I decided to reach out against my better judgment, because somebody who's into you is not going to ignore you for 10 days. But I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, just acting like, hey, you like not heard from you. What's going on? And he's like, you're a great girl, but I can't give you what you want. And today I can talk about it very objectively. Uh, But back then, I think this brought my self-esteem to rock bottom. Like I I really asked myself, am I not good enough? Is something wrong with me? Is love meant not for me? Maybe I should just put all my attention on my career where I'm really succeeding versus put it on
1: my love life. And maybe I'm not meant to have love. Yes, tell me. What was your career at that point? Like, where were you? What were you doing? What was life like when you were dating back then?
0: Yeah, so I was working as a consultant for international development organizations like the GIZ, the ILO, writing protect papers on social protection, while also pursuing a degree in MPP at the Hurdy School of Governance in Berlin, which is a private school, the top in Germany, and I was on a fully funded scholarship from the German government at that time. So I was pretty kick-ass as um, you know achiever. It was just my love life that looked the complete opposite of my bio data so to speak and I think this man and the pain he brought me brought me to a point in my life where I said okay either I give up on this love department and I just go into my career nosedive and become a really successful woman with no love no family no husband no children or I face my biggest fears that I'm not good enough and I try to figure out why I feel this way And I try to figure out why is it that men don't stick in my life? And so that set me on a journey. And it was a very personal journey up until this point. There was nothing professional about what I was doing or learning. But I really dove into self-studying and understanding romance, masculine, feminine, polarity, what makes sexual desire last between a man and a woman, what makes men see a woman as a wife and not just somebody to have a fling with the importance of healthy boundaries, the importance of loving yourself, the importance of releasing your intimacy fears. So many of us say we want love, but when love knocks at our door, it's so scary to receive that love because it challenges your freedom. It challenges your great life that you already have. And you're not sure if the man who's going to enter your life is going to take it all away from you. Or are you making the wrong choice? So there were so many things I worked on in myself. And then I could really see that I was becoming this other person, this new woman who was more in touch with her feminine side, who was intelligent, who was smart, but she didn't have to act like a man in the world of romance and love. And I met my husband, amazing husband, Chris, within nine months of dating. And there's been no looking back. And this chapter, I knew that I had learned messages that many other women needed to hear because I was surrounded by girlfriends, amazing, gorgeous, beautiful girlfriends who all had their sob stories. And we would all just like come together on the single table and everybody would bash men and say how horrible they are. And I was suddenly the outlier. I was suddenly out of that gang. And they were like, Sammy, what did you do? Like, tell us, teach us, right? And then the second thing, the second catalyst was how my professional situation changed because my husband got a great job in Paris and I didn't want to do a long distance marriage. And so we both moved to France, Paris, and he was working with the European Space Agency at that point, and I did not speak a word of French. And I had just started learning German because my husband is German. And I just sat at home and I was a housewife suddenly. And I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do with my life? Because I didn't speak a word of French. There was no way I was getting a job. I mean, it's hard. Everything is possible, but it's way harder. Mm -hmm. And that's when I remember thinking, can't I do something from home? Like, Can't I use my brains, my gifts from home? And then this ad showed up. On my Facebook, which said, Do you want to become a coach? Do you have a desire to help other people? And I was like, Yeah, I do. And then I remember putting all my savings, like I had 10,000 euros in my bank account, and I remember putting 8,000 euros towards this certification, like becoming a coach and having the skills of a coach. And then I asked myself, so what do I want to become a coach of? In which direction? And then I knew I had the biggest lessons and messages to share when it came to romance, love. And as a high-achieving woman myself, I wanted to speak to other high-achieving women and help them. So that's when it all came together. And there's been no looking back. We're a multi-seven-figure company today. We're serving women across 55 countries of the world, getting some terrific results for them. We have over 300 engagements, hundreds and hundreds of happy, committed relationships that have been birthed because of my processes and the work I teach. So this is my life's gift and I'm living it. And I'm so blessed.
1: Oh, man. And it's such a great story. And I have so many questions. Can you tell us the story of getting your first paid client?
0: Yeah, I remember it very clearly because I charged 100 euros. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I said, you're going to get four sessions, 25 euros each, and I'm going to show you how to get a husband. And it was my girlfriend from my hometown. <laughs> mm-hmm. And she was still in India. I was in Paris. And she was like, okay, I trust you. And she was having a lot of issues with men. And like, there were a lot of men coming into her life, but nobody was sticking. And I was like, okay, do this, do this, do this and do this. And I'm not kidding. Two months later, the guy she was seeing proposed to her today, they're happily married, same amount of time as me and my husband, they have two children. And She's like, man, you were magic and you were just brought to me at like what, 100 euros? Like <laughs> right. 25 minutes a session. But for me, this wasn't about the money at the start. For right. me, what it was about was I wanted to make sure that my process works and my process helps women. Right. And of course, there are cases where there's more work needed. But for like a woman who just needs a few tweaks, this was so amazing. So that's my story of my first client.
1: And I still have her picture on my website, like her yes. happy marriage picture on, her, on my website. Yeah, that is awesome. I would love to know what the story was of your offer from that point on. What was the next thing that you said? Okay, do I need to get more one-on-one clients? Did you do that for how long? Did you jump into group programs? Like, how did you manage that one-on-one group program? And how long did it take you to like, get it done?
0: To be honest, I think when I look back, one thing that would have really sped up my success would be hiring a business mentor, Hmm. which I did not in the first year of business because I wasn't making the big money or I thought I wasn't making the big money. And then it was only towards the end of the year that I realized, oh, my God, we've made like... Six figures plus? like, this is amazing. I can hire now a business mentor. And then that really sped up the process to multi-six figures in the second year, and then seven figures in the third year, and then multi-seven figure fourth year onwards. So what was my process?
1: Break down the first year for us. Like, what was your focus? What was your offer back then?
0: My focus was getting results for people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it wasn't about the money and so probably I could have been more strategic but I was just like who wants to work with me I can help you here are the results I'm getting for people and I was really affordable like I was really cheap you know to hire Mm -hmm. like just really good and really affordable and so I think there was a point in my first year where I, I had like 30 clients in one month and I was already starting to drown, like it was a lot of work. And that is when I started to, you know, up my prices, hired my first virtual assistant, because then the customer support email started to come and contracts and clients, you know, basic level, it was all still very basic, but it was still starting to get big and getting momentum. And what I did do, and what really worked well for me was I started a Facebook community a group. And that is where I was sharing my process. I was sharing my strategies, my tips, going live. And that's where I was building like a connection with my folks. And what was amazing was just how much women brought in other women. Mm -hmm. Like if you do good work, and I think that is the, the foundation of everything, because if you go and you blabber and you don't really give people content that it really speaks to them or solves their problem then you can forget about it but if you are solving problems for people and you know really giving solutions for their pain points and really speaking to them they bring their friends in and so what started as a 15 20 member community with my family and friends and school friends mm-hmm. soon turned into like a 200 women community over 2 months or 3 months right mm-hmm. and i was showing up being visible, being consistent. And that's what most of the first year looked like. The first half of the first year, the second half of the first year already started with me recording programs and doing live programs and then recording them and selling the recordings.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we start with one-on-one. You're just like, I'm open for business. Clients just come to me. You get a roster of 30 people. You start to feel like, okay, this is a lot. Let's get a little bit of help. Right. And then in the second half, you're like, maybe it makes sense to start recording some of these things. So was it like mini courses? Were you starting to develop a a course that was going to become your flagship course? Like what was your vision for what you were building at that time?
0: I mean, you have to remember that, you know, I am not the person I was six years ago. So I think I was true to who I was back then. And back then, I just wanted to help people. I was thinking very simple. I didn't like go about thinking how to build a seven figure business. I was just like, how to help more people. And I wanted to put it together in a masterclass so that people who could not pay the private coaching already, even if it was just 2000 euros that was still money that was not affordable for some people and so I said okay if a single woman comes to me what is the most important messages she needs to learn from me of course love and relationships are nuanced you know and every marriage is different every relationship is different every woman is different every man is different but what are the core energy shifting Perception shifting, belief system shifting messages I can give to these women. And that's when I recorded Attract Your Soulmate, which is like my signature program for single women. And it was gold. It's like pure gold. And what is funny is when I recorded it, I sold it for 97, which is peanuts. For the value you get in that program, it is peanuts. Like I have clients who have attracted their husbands and healed from a bad past marriage or relationship and then attracted a great guy in their life from that one self-study program, Attract Your Soulmate. Today, it's 597 on my website because today it reflects more or less the real value of the program. But when I was recording it live, I just wanted to help a lot of people. And I remember I got 40 people in for that 97 price. And that was huge back then. It was amazing. What a great feeling.
1: Yeah, that is awesome. So it's the end of year one, you're starting to feel like maybe I should get myself a business coach. I'd love to know, what do you think were the biggest differences between year one and year two that made you go like, Whoa! year two was like the revelation year, like the watershed year. What was the biggest differences in your strategy, in your mindset, in the things that you were working on?
0: I think strategically, group coaching was started in year two. So that was huge, which meant that I was still taking private clients, but I could now serve one to many, which was huge, huge mover and shaker in the business. In terms of the person that I was becoming, that is even more interesting because I think your strategy can only go that far. If the person, if the CEO, the energy of the leader is not growing behind the business, then the strategy will not work or it will stagnate at some point. And so I think who I was becoming was, I was becoming an even bigger dreamer. Like I was really dreaming up my vision of where do I want to take this I was doing exercises like, what is my company's mission? Who do we want to serve? What excites us the most about the people we serve? And 10 years from now, where do I see myself? Do I see myself holding a book in my hands? Do I see myself speaking on stages? Where do I see myself? So more dreaming, more desire, and also just more desire in terms of You know, we built our own home and we, you know, bought our BMW X5. Like we really started to like allow ourselves the good things and like feel deserving of the good things. I think that was really going on for me um, deep inside myself because I come from a very humble background and, you know, multi-six figures in the second year is already like huge. Nobody in my family has done it. So it was huge. And I was doing a lot of money mindset work in the background because I think we all have a lot of pain and wounds and judgments around money and receiving money. We judge money as a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Most of us judge money as a bad thing. We think that people with money are bad, they're evil, they do bad things. And so for me, I had to really transition very gently from being the person who never had money or didn't have money to being a person who had money in good amounts, you know? So
1: tell me, and we can like fast forward, we don't have to go like year over year over year, but like tell me a little bit of what have the past few years been like in your business. You know, you're remembering right now, like where you started with like one client, $25 a session for four sessions. You see how far you've come. So if I were to ask you, what were the biggest lessons that you learned? Let's say in the past, like three years that you're so thankful that they happened. You're so thankful that you went through it because it's made you who you are today.
0: Yeah. So I think you'll get criticized and you'll get trolled online when it happens it's hurtful it's heartbreaking but it's like rite of passage almost mm-hmm. like if it's not happened to you you're not speaking up enough or you're not visible enough so i remember like feeling really sad when some people said really mean things about me online and wanting to give up and shedding a few tears And then just understanding that this is life and like you can't please everybody or not everybody's cup of tea. And there is so much more love than there is the negativity. But the human brain is wired to focus on that one bad comment and not hundreds of the good and loving comments. So yeah, don't let that bring you down. That's going to happen. Consider it rite of passage. It's going to happen. Client refunds. Like we have a minimal refund rate. We literally get like five refunds a year for like 10,000 customers a year, which is absolutely amazing. And yet, you know, when somebody says, this doesn't work, this is not good, it still hurts. And again, rite of passage, you are not God, you can share your gifts and help hundreds, and there will still be a few that you can't help. And you just have to be humble enough to accept that. Mm -hmm. And to receive that and not make it about yourself or them and just hope and wish and pray that they find the person that can support them and help them. I think number three is showing up online with honesty and speaking your truth online. Mm -hmm. It's scary, but it's how people love you when you show up for who you are. I remember in the first years of business, I was so scared of just speaking my truth. You know, things would piss me off, but I would keep quiet because I didn't want to, you know, cause a drama or like, you know, be known as the one who's always complaining and screaming about things. And today as a leader, I considered my responsibility to speak up if I find that something is wrong or off. I remember I had this woman on my Facebook page, who just came in and commented on my dress and said you don't look like a high value woman based on how you dress. And I was like, you know, usually I would just ask my team to delete, block, move on. But I was like, no, I can't delete, block and move on at this level. Maybe in 2016, I could have deleted and blocked. But today, if I allow this to happen, this woman is going to go talk to 20 other women this way online. And so I'm going to stand up against it and I'm going to say something about it. And I'm going to say that it's not cool to judge women. You have no right to tell me what I should wear, who I should be, what I should dress. And whether that makes me high value or low value, it's really freaking none of your business. And even though you've bought my programs, you've not bought my life. So don't try to comment on my life and my personal choices, right? So I think when you show up as a leader and the more you become that leader, you have to own your truth more because... So many of my clients gave me the feedback. My community gave me the feedback. Thank you, Sammy, for standing up against her because it gives us the strength to stand up against people who bully us and, you know, speak badly about us online. So I think women as leaders, we really have to, you know, be uncomfortable sometimes and take that risk to be vulnerable and to speak our truth.
1: Yeah, I do love that so much. I was bullied when I was in school, you know, growing up all the way through, and that has definitely permeated my Mm -hmm. adult life. And I remember one time, and I'll tell this story because you handled it exactly right. I was in corporate and one person, like one older guy, I was like 23 and he's like 50 and he's like berating me on a phone call. And I was so destroyed by it. I was like, I don't belong here. And one leader was kind enough to talk to me about it. He wasn't even my team leader. He just like lent 10 years, like, what is going on? I told him what happened. I was crying. I was upset. He told me, give him a call and call him out on it. Just, I'm giving you permission to arm yourself with courage to pick up the phone and tell him that he does not speak to you that way. And I'm like, what? That's something I would have never, I mean, never even thought of doing, but because he was a team leader, he kind of like had my back. He's like, do it. And I picked up the phone and I called him. And I said, the way that you treated me was not appropriate, was not professional. And it's not something that I appreciated, right? I understand why you were upset. Your behavior was not warranted. And this is me, 23-year-old talking to like a 50-year-old like dude, right? And he, and I could hear him on the other side of the phone. He goes, I'm sorry. I was upset. I was expecting this and I didn't get that. And that's what was happening. But I understand. I'm like, thank you. Yes. Let's solve the problem together. And I learned such a valuable lesson on standing up. It's not okay to be a bully. I don't care what your reason is. It's not okay to do it. So I love it that you give this lesson on leadership that you get to learn with longevity in your business. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you something. This has been a wonderful conversation. I have learned so much and I know that there's so many relationship coaches listening right now who are enthralled by everything that you're doing. And everybody who's listening, who has had issues finding the love of their life, Sammy is the person that you want to follow for the strategies that work. And I know that you're out there. You just go and follow Sammy. I'm putting all the links in the description. But before I let you go, Sammy, can you tell us what is the biggest misconception that you believe people have of you as a successful businesswoman?
0: I think I have never done a survey, so I'm just going to do guesswork. But I think a lot of the times when women look at other strong, successful women, they feel like she's either got to be a bitch or she's got to be really cold hearted or she's got to be really selfish. That's why she's up there. And I think it's important to remember that success doesn't make people any less human. Mm And so I'm very much the same person I used to be when I had nothing. And I am still very much the same person today when God has blessed me with so much. And the reason why I say this is because I have this misconception about a lot of other successful women. Like, oh my God, like success makes you hard-hearted or success makes you out of reach or success makes you arrogant And then when I meet all these amazing women on Masterminds and, you know, I'm I'm going to meet Sir Richard Branson next year on Necker Island. Yeah. And like, I, I meet all these amazing women who have so much success and I'm like, wow, they've also managed to be good people while being so successful, you know? And so I, growing up as a child, I always felt like in order to get there, I have to become so much of a person that I don't want to be because I had all these bad ideas about wealth and money and success that to get there, you have to become a person that I don't want to be. And today, I'm very proud of the person I am. I'm very proud of the way I run my company with integrity, with ethics. And I'm still very much a human being, still very much a mom, often very tired, Mm -hmm. you know, exhausted, not sleeping at night. And when I meet these other amazing women who have even bigger eight-figure businesses and even bigger businesses than I do, and then I meet them and they're still very human and still very wonderful, soft-hearted people, it like really opens a huge level of new belief systems for me that I can really be successful even more and I can still be a great person. So I think that's important to us women, right? Like, Yeah, We we don't want to become a bitch on the way to success. And I think a lot of us have that fear that what will this success do to me? And I just want to sit here and say, you can be a great person, be a human, have a soft heart, be a mom, and still be
1: wildly successful. Yeah. It's like they say, you know, success and money, they just magnify who you you are. So you better be kind and nice in the beginning of your business because that's what you'll continue to be in multipliers later on. So let me ask you, what would be your advice to people if everybody who's listening right now, they had to do what you're about to tell them to do? They have no choice and they have 24 hours to do it. What would that thing be?
0: Go out there, share your story and invite people to work with you.
1: Make that invitation. That's why everybody forgets about that. It's not just like going out there and like putting out inspirational posts. It's like make an offer <laughs>
0: for goodness an offer. Ask them to work with you. And remember that if free advice on the internet could change people's lives, we'd all be in love and all be skinny and all be healthy and everybody would be sleeping right and be the perfect parents. But we're not because we need that human touch and we need coaching and we need support and we need accountability. And so your presence, your energy, somebody, another human being receiving that is going to make the biggest difference for them in their life. And they don't even know that right now. So it's your job to help them see that invitation that you're there and
1: they should do this for themselves. And speaking of invitations, please invite us in. Where can people follow you? I know you have a gift for our audience. Please tell us where we can plug into the wonders of Sami Wonder.
0: Oh, Thank you, firstly, for inviting me to share, Ina. So you can find me on my website. You just have to, you know, search my name. You just have to watch out for the spelling, S-A-M-I-W-U-N-D-E-R. So I'm Wunder, the German word. And it's just for fun, the Wunder. It's not my surname. (laughs) It's just for fun, but Sammy Wunder. You can also follow me on Instagram at Sammy Wunder Coach. You can also join my private Facebook community, which is Wonder Divas on Facebook. And we have 19,000 members, and I live stream there and give tips. It's amazing, just lots of amazing women coming together to learn about love and romance. And finally, as Ina said, I have a gift for you guys. And that is actually two precious gifts, but all on one URL, which Ina will share in the show notes. So the first one is a training for 50 minutes on three powerful shifts you can make into feminine energy when it comes to dating and your relationship. So the kind of women I work with, I work with high achievers. They're very good at their masculine energy. They're very good at going out, doing things, making things happen, performing, you know, winning, conquering, pushing. But when it comes to feminine energy, it can feel like a very alien, vague concept. And you don't know how to put it into practice Around men. So, those are the three powerful shifts I'm going to be giving you inside this video training completely free. And it's called Lean In at Work, but Lean Back in Love around Feminine Energy. And it also comes with an amazing 10 Feminine Energy Scripts Guide, where I'm going to show you how you can get men to cater to your needs and take the lead and be in charge in the relationship while still being in your feminine power and not being a nagger or a complainer or a pusher, a bulldozer. Yeah. So I give you scripts around sex, money, you know, getting him to take the lead, getting him to work chores around the house, et cetera, et cetera. So those are all my words
1: and they are yours to have as part of this free gift that we're giving for you. That is wonderful. I'm going to put the link down below so everybody can go and grab it. Thank you, Sammy, so much for being here. This has been a real pleasure. Thank
0: you for having me. I've really enjoyed being here and having this conversation.
1: Hey there, Ina here. After this interview, you may be wondering how you could also grow your business to seven figures. I'll dive deeper into what it truly takes in the next companion episode. And if you're an entrepreneur and you'd like to send us your tip of the week for a chance to get featured on a future companion episode, make sure to go to theglobalphenomenon.com tip to request the full instructions. And I'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much for listening. You know that part in this episode that made you go, oh my God, I need to write that down. I want to know what that was. So go over to Instagram and find me at your engagement coach, and send me a DM. I want to hear it. And if your business bestie is missing out on all of these juicy strategies, make sure to take a screenshot of the episode and share it to your stories. Remember to tag me so that I can thank you personally for all your support. I'll see you on the next episode.